0: Hey guys, it's Shannon here. So we recorded this episode literally right after the Obi-Wan Kenobi finale. So that was before everything went down with Roe v. Wade. Both Alex and I have been extremely devastated over the past couple of days with this decision. And I wanted to take a minute to tell you guys about a GoFundMe called What Choice? Star Wars Fans for Abortion Access. This is a place where you can donate to help the National Abortion Federation. Uh, This is a professional association of abortion. Abortion providers. Um, The mission of NAF is to unite, represent, serve, and support abortion providers in delivering patient centered, evidence based care. Um, Their members include individuals, private, and nonprofit clinics. Planned Parenthood affiliates, women's health centers, physician offices, and hospitals in the U.S. and Canada. I highly recommend, if you can and are able, to donate to this fund. They have already raised almost $20,000 to fight back against the Supreme Court decision, and hopefully through our efforts, through their efforts, we can really make a difference. So I hope if you're able to, you can support this cause, and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Everybody, welcome back to Lipstick and Lightsabers. I am Shannon,
1: and I'm Alex.
0: And today, literally as of recording, we got the Kenobi finale. Yeah, we both woke up early to watch. How how are you feeling, Alex? I feel great. I'm.
1: This, this is no spoilers. We're gonna we're gonna do a big warning later, but I am so impressed that they were able to make every
0: episode good.
1: Yeah, I didn't have that confidence
0: in Lucasfilm. I seriously have not felt this way about Star Wars like since twenty eighteen, the last
1: I. Yeah, and like I never was not confident in Deborah Chow. I my my skepticism more lies within like people in suits, you know playing with things yes yeah (laughs) you know it's not so much the writers and and the directors it's more how are they going to get their fingers into every project to make it more um marketable make it more um fan driven like 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 you're watching a reddit theory um and this was not that at all
0: no like this felt like it it was paying homage to, like, what people wanted to see, but it was also, like, telling a story with purpose. Like, nothing was just, like, oh, it's a cameo, look how fun. Like, everything meant something. And, like, people can tell, like, when it's not just, like, a hollow story. Like, people can feel when you're actually putting a lot of heart into it. And I think that's the reason why it was so good. Like, they let the writers just tell this beautiful story and just let it stand on its own. And, like, obviously it was carried by legacy characters, but it, it was just so impactful.
1: Yeah, I I was thinking about how, you know, Mando is a story about brand-new characters, um, and they drop in all of these cameos. And then, like, on the flip side, Kenobi is about these legacy characters and then, you know, the characters that they scatter into the show are brand new. Like, it's
0: kind of the opposite in that way. It's so weird to me because, like, to me, Mando season one, like, it, that did, like, so well. It's great.
1: I really like season one a lot.
0: Yeah, like, and we didn't have, like, those big cameos and, like, stuff like that. I mean, like, yeah, we had, like, a little bit here and there, but, like, it wasn't like season two. And I it, it's so weird to me because it's, like, They saw how well it did, and then yet it was almost like, oh, people are mad because it doesn't have these people in it.
1: Yeah, I I almost find the first season of Mando, um, you know, the fan moments, the cameos, are more like in-universe planets or ships or types of droids. Like, those Mm -hmm. little things where if you know, you know, and that's a treat for you, but if you don't, it doesn't affect your enjoyment of the story. And then that changed for season two because then the you know, those fan moments started becoming let's throw Luke Skywalker in here, let's throw Ahsoka in here. Like I, I wish they went back to, you know, um doing the shifts and the droids and the...
0: Yeah. Cause I mean like part of it you can say it comes down to like I love fan service when I'm the fan being serviced. But it's like we talked about how you could watch Kenobi as like an entry point. Like, yeah, you could. it would be really cool if you
1: did your entry point. I would love to find someone to experiment that with. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, you could do that. And, like, Mando season one, absolutely. Mando season two, I think you're running into, like, wait, hang on, what's going on? Like, do yeah. I need to do this? And it instead of being like, oh, if you want more context, go watch this. It's like, oh, this only makes sense if you know this thing. Like, there's something that happens in the finale that is from a Rebels episode. But, like, you don't have to watch that Rebels episode for it to hit. Like, yeah. it still hits. Mm-hmm.
1: I actually have a friend who had never seen the prequels before, and she um, watched them for the first time leading up to Kenobi, So because she wanted to watch Kenobi. So I haven't heard from her. I really want to hear what she thinks after the finale. I'd love to just, like, get that perspective of someone who just watched all of the prequels as an adult for the first time and didn't have to... Like, just went straight into Kenobi.
0: Yeah. No build-up, just straight that, in.
1: How does that hit? I want to
0: know. I... Yeah. Well, I'm like, my my first thought when I finished was, I kind of want to watch New Hope. I... And, like, I'm not even an original girly. I... Like, we'll get into this in
1: spoiler discussion, but I... Like, I think the New Hope is going to hit completely different than
0: it used to. Maybe that's our next rewatch. Like, we did the prequels. Like, we'd never talk about the originals. Oh, my God. Are we in our original era? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right. Before we get into all that, um, I, first of all, you know, Kenobi's amazing. Um, we are going to be talking heavy spoilers. Not yet. We'll make sure we warn you. Um, there is some other news. So, in our last episode, we talked about how um, Charlie Bushnell, that's his name, we never actually said it. He he's the brother from a uh, Diary of a Future President. We, there was rumors that he was going to be joining Percy Jackson and Alex was like he's going to be Luke. And guess what?
1: He's going to be Luke.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> he's really perfect for Luke. The look. He's got cuz like the thing about Luke is that he's a little bit older so like he's cool mm-hmm. like Percy really looks up to him Annabeth has a cru- like all the girls have a crush on him Yeah, and like he exudes that. Yeah. This is such a perfect casting choice I'm so whoever Whoever's
1: in charge of casting this show they're it, killing it. They're killing it. They're- they
0: cast um, Clarice as well mm-hmm. she looks amazing. Yeah. Um, They also cast Nancy Boba Fett, and like I couldn't remember who this character was because she's only in the beginning. She's the one who bullies Percy at the museum. And everybody was looking at her. They're like, yep, that's a bully. She's (laughs) going to bully him. so like even like even that kind of stuff I they're just killing it I'm I'm yeah. so excited Rick Riordan is going
1: all out like this is gonna be the um you know the one version of Peter of, of sorry
0: of Of Peter Johnson yes you're yeah, right go Peter off Johnson. Mr. D I think that it's gonna be
1: great um the only thing that we need is who is playing Poseidon
0: I love fan service when I am the fan being serviced, Mr. <sighs> Riordan. Like, do you think that they're going to tell us or it's going to be revealed when it drops? I would love for it to be a surprise, but I feel like the only way a surprise would go well is if it really is Logan. Yeah. If it's not Logan, people are going to be mad. Like, yeah, so they surprise. either,
1: if it's not Logan, they need to announce who They it need is. to announce it.
0: Because we have to prepare ourselves. But also, for it like not to they're
1: they're in Vancouver filming now. Like, if Logan Lerman is spotted in Vancouver, like what? <laughs> like, what's a girl to think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I haven't been keeping up with his career. I don't know what he's up to. I don't know if he's booked and busy. I have no idea. I don't. I don't know if he's doing anything. I, I just know that he, he just looks, looks, looks like good. Yeah, looks,
1: he looks like his skin looks really clear. He looks happy. Yeah.
0: I mean I think it'd be kind of fun like not just slogan like bring back like that original cast and like let them just like even if they're just like in the background like just doing something random like cuz they didn't do it wasn't them it it was the scripts it it was everything else. Yeah. They it wasn't them. Yeah, of, of course. Like we love oh, he's in
1: Bullet Train. He's working. Okay, well good for yeah. him. So like Good for him. So I don't know if you've seen the trailer for Bullet Train, but I see it every single time I go to the movies. Except for oh, when they didn't I did Except for when I went to Lightyear because it was like animated movies. But every yeah. other time, every time I see a Marvel movie, um when I saw Jurassic World Like, I am, like, ready for Bullet Train to come out because I am done watching the trailer. I see it every time. That's,
0: like, when, what was it? It was, like, um, it wasn't Fast and the Furious, it wasn't 007, it was Mission Impossible. They showed that Mission Impossible trailer so many times. But,
1: yeah, this, um, this cast is huge. Brad Pitt, Joey King, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Michael Shannon, Sandra Bullock, Zazie Beetz. Logan Lerman like it is a big a big cast
0: I mean is he doing press is, is he like is he doing press like Andrew Garfield where he's like I'm not Poseidon
1: oh. well we're a little early for press for bullet train because it's August 5th it's coming out so oh apparently God. I'm gonna have to
0: see this trailer when I go see Thor war. <laughs> Yeah, well, I fingers crossed. I mean, if it's not him, like the casting has been so spot on, like it's still gonna be somebody amazing. But like, I am still putting my clown makeup on. So speaking of movies, um, we both saw Lightyear. Um, we talked about last time how it was like getting some kind of bad reviews. No, uh, we are not here deserved. to say not deserved. not deserved. We both liked it. Yeah, Lightyear Loki slapped. Like actually though. Yeah, it's like really good. Like
1: is it, you know, Wally? Is it up? Is it that Caliber? Is it like Toy Story original trilogy Caliber? No. But it's also not onward Caliber. No. <laughs> it's um it's definitely for me it's like very mid tier pixar and mid-tier pixar is still like quality like better than a lot of other studios so
0: yeah like i thought it was pretty good the script was really good all of the voice acting was really amazing chris evans was great chris evans was so good like i really did like him and kiki palmer did really good too yeah but of course breakout star socks the robot cat
1: yeah, we're both like obsessed with Socks. Like I came out of that movie and I was like Socks is my new favorite Pixar character.
0: Alex was literally like, "What if I got an orange cat and named it Socks?" Yeah, I don't think
1: one would be happy. <laughs> but I did buy a Socks plushie.
0: Yeah, Socks was amazing and I will say um my first thought when I got out of that kind of like with Kenobi, was I want to go back and watch Toy Story, and the beginning of Toy Story, with Buzz's introduction, it's seamless. That's really cool. It's just so wild. Like, it's absolutely seamless, the transition. I have really enjoyed the message of the movie.
1: It was, like, not, you know, maybe not as, like, complex as something, like, Inside Out, but... It was really, like, it really resonated and I really found, like, this movie was, like, for adults.
0: It was a very mature message, mm-hmm. for sure. And and I kind of like that they gave that message to Buzz Lightyear, who's, like, supposed to be, you know, like, we all know Buzz Lightyear. Like, yeah. he's, he's super macho and he's cool and he's funny and then, like... You find out that, like, that is the toy. Like, the man was kind of different. And I really liked that. I-, I was prepared to, like, not even stand this man. However, he's an ally and a cat dad. Like, yeah, how could I not he's stand? a really good
1: cat dad, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, the second he's given socks, he's, he's like, you're cool my child with now. It.
1: He's, like, I thought that he was going to be, like... Reluctant. Re- reluctant. And he was not. He was like,
0: this is my child. This is my child, and I love him. <laughs> and, I like... Even the fact that he, he never forgot him ever, Socks, I know. it was never a question. It was always like, Sock, "Socks, you're coming with me." Like it was amazing. I loved it so good. And I we didn't watch it. There was a um, Space Ranger show, and personally, yeah. I kind of think they left the door open. I'm like upset about that show not being on Disney Plus. I know, like I don't know why it's not. And well, it starts with the movie. It's like. Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, and then it goes into the show. That's that's what I'm thinking. I think they kind of left the door open for that. And I love that, like, Toy Buzz, when he's unboxed, is mm-hmm. obviously Buzz going to, like, Gamma Quadrant, whatever. Like, it, it's, it's oh, God, it's such a seamless transition. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: I wonder if, like, they've kind of decided that the Star uh, Star Wars Toy Story franchise is for adults. I mean, like, millennials are probably introducing their kids to Toy Story, but mm. for the most part, the, the fandom is probably 80s and 90s babies.
0: I mean, it came out in like 95. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I told my mom that because she came in when I had it on. And she was like, "Oh my god, what?" And I'm like, "Yeah." But like it holds up so well. Like even the graphics mm-hmm. look good it looks to me.
1: Good. Yeah. And Toy Story 2 even better.
0: Yeah. Well, and like it even makes sense to me that like Lightyear could look so different cuz it's a live action movie.
1: Yeah. So Lightyear is a live action movie in that universe. Yeah. And then like you said, it's opening the door for uh, Buzz Lightyear Star Command to be a animated TV show based off of.
0: Yeah, and like you could you could stylize it like if you yeah. wanted to, and it would work. I, I, I kind of like they didn't like pigeonhole themselves in. Like that's kind of fun. There is one thing though. We we
1: have not talked
0: about Buzz at the
1: Disney parks.
0: <laughs> that is a white man. That is just a white man. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm um, sorry, you took him out of his Prince Philip costume and made him an yeah, astronaut.
1: he. So there is a Buzz Lightyear meet and greet at Disneyland and Tomorrowland now. And it is not the normal one, because if you've been to a Disney park before, you've probably seen the Buzz Lightyear character, and it is not a face character. He has, like, a plastic head.
0: Yeah, because he's the toy. And, like,
1: and basic, most of the Pixar characters are plastic heads. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's one that wasn't. Merida, is Yeah, the first well, one she's a Disney comes, princess. Yeah, so. Merida is the first one that comes to my mind, but most of the time they're, like, not face characters. So, first of all, now there are two variations of buzzes that you can meet at Disney parks. There's the plastic toy one, and there's the real man one.
0: Which I, I do think... Makes sense, because like we said, Lightyear is a live-action movie, Buzz is the toy based off of him, like, I get it. Yes, but his chin does not translate into real life. And his neck is,
1: like, so long. Yeah, like, this guy is, like, not beefy enough, and, like, I know we get into this issue with, I think, the
0: Florida Kylo Ren He's very slender. He's very
1: slender. I found the Disney one a little bit better. He was very tall and, like, a little bit bigger. But the Florida
0: one is really small. Yeah. But, like, and, like, again, like, he's got a mask on. It's it's whatever. And, like, no hate to this man playing Lightyear. Like, you no, are an attractive like, man. No, like,
1: he, he's attractive and he's clearly having a really good time doing it. Yeah. Good for but
0: him. he was clearly supposed to be playing a Disney prince. And they were like, never mind, put on this space suit. Yeah.
1: I, I think that he could be a good Eric with that black wig. Oh, yeah. He would be a great Eric. Yeah. Um, he's definitely he could be a Flynn Rider. He is probably, honestly, one of the Disney princesses princes already. And then they're like, oh, we can transition you over to the light year costume.
0: Yeah. No. If, if I was walking the park and I just saw him walking around, I wouldn't know who that was. <laughs> yeah.
1: This man is definitely the new Gaston because when Gaston was first introduced... In Fantasyland in Florida, like all, everyone's mom went to see him in Florida with him.
0: Yeah, that's gonna happen to him. Like, it, it definitely is. Uh, having watched the movie, like, that's just not the vibe. Yeah,
1: and I, <laughs> and I do find it really funny that the Disney Parks TikTok account made this video where you could duet him doing the little um, handshake kind of.
0: Oh, and the Beyond finger touch. thing, So, like, yeah. he
1: sticks his finger in the middle of the screen, and I've already seen a few duets that take it very creatively.
0: <laughs> well, I can't, you can't say that Disney didn't know that that was gonna happen. <laughs> I don't know. I
1: think they're kind of thick
0: sometimes. Oh, uh, it's True. Okay, um, but in other news, we have watched a lot of things. So I told Alex she had to watch First Kill. She watched it. She told me I had to finish Our Flag Means Death. I finished it. We completed our assignments. We did our assignments. Gold Star. Uh, we also watched The Summer I Turned Pretty as recommended we by Taylor did. Swift. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, The Summer I Turned
1: Pretty, that soundtrack. The soundtrack oh is really good. Oh my
0: god. Is the soundtrack soundtrack better than First Kill? Though Mm, I don't know. It's well, it was definitely more
1: expensive than the First Kill soundtrack. It
0: was so many Taylor Swift songs, Mm -hmm. like six. Well, not only Taylor,
1: like Billie Eilish, Olivia, Bridgers, Olivia Rodrigo, like
0: big names. It was very current. Mm -hmm. It felt very current. Yeah, I think it, it was good. It's a quick watch. Yeah. Is it amazing, groundbreaking? No.
1: I I also, like, after I finished it last night, I kind of went on Twitter a little bit. Because I, I told you I felt like a bit of a disconnect for a certain character. And I was wondering, I'm like, maybe this would be better as a book. Because a certain get character more is, yeah, he is going through a really hard time. I don't think that, like, came across for me enough on screen.
0: I agree with that. Because I wasn't rooting for them. Yeah,
1: and if I had been reading it and I potentially got his perspective or Jenny was writing, I guess, from the main character's perspective, like what she's observing, mm-hmm. kind of like more of that because I wasn't observing that as a viewer that him going through something was, you know, directly related to his actions.
0: Yeah, I I even was like wondering if that wasn't it, like, it was also something else, like, because yeah. it just didn't hit the way that it, I think it was meant to, um, yeah. like, aesthetically, though, like, this movie's really fun, I was still, like, in it, because it's very campy, and it's very fun, but yeah. I, I agree, I'm, like, the story is the moms, oh, yeah, the moms, Mo- god, um, my mom hated the moms,
1: <laughs> and I'm, like, and I'm also there for, you know, like, the town that they're in, like, it's very pretty, it's very cute. It's very, you know, Richard and Emily Gilmore. Like, <laughs> we're all for that aesthetic, right? All for that, like, yes. Um,
0: Take me to the country club.
1: Yeah. So I think it it's definitely, you
0: know, worth a watch. It's a really quick watch. I watched yeah. it in basically a day.
1: I, I would say, like, if you're looking for something kind of fluffy to watch, it is, like, the perfect thing you can put on while you're cooking or, like, whatever. Yeah,
0: just hang in. <laughs> So, Alex, I know you've been dying to ask me about Our Flag Means Death. Yeah.
1: It's been a while. I know. (laughs) Like, it's been almost a month since they greenlit season two. So, like, I'm very happy that you were able to finish the season and then immediately know that it didn't end there. Because it was really scary for those of us who watched the finale and didn't know if it was getting renewed.
0: Yeah, the way it leaves off, I could see where that is some anxiety, because that was, like, a sharp left turn. And I will say, so, like, I I like comedies, but, like, it has to be a certain kind of way. And I feel like sometimes Taika Watiti's comedy doesn't quite hit for me. So I think that's why, like, it took me a minute. Um, but once I got into, like, the latter half of the season... Yeah, the second half of the season is... It is so good. Because I'm there for the relationship, and I liked seeing more in-depth into the characters. Like, I really do like that, like, Steed and Edward are very fleshed out. Mm -hmm. Um, And ultimately, like, that's what leads to so much angst. And, um, definitely in our reputation in Red eras, like... (laughs) So yeah, I I was really into it. Um, I understand the the chain. Yeah, now. I can't wait to show you all the fan art. I would love to see all of it's the It's like art. The,
1: the fan art for our flag means death is like on Raylo level. Like it's really like I, the I fandom, can see why
0: though. Yeah, it had fandom, a Raylo ending.
1: Mm-hmm. The fandom is really passionate about the pairing. And you see the same passion in Reylo's. Yeah,
0: it, it had a TLJ Reylo vibe, like, yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. So I can definitely see why it excited people the way that it did. Because, like, the second it was happening, I, like, message you and I'm like, this is Reylo. This yeah. is Reylo. Yeah, Like, hold it's, on.
1: It's very Reylo.
0: Yeah. So, so. definitely recommend that for anyone who still hasn't checked it out. And then, of course, Alex, do you recommend – First kill. Yeah, I definitely
1: recommend first kill. I really would like a season two, so it would be really lovely if everyone to watch it.
0: Yeah, just go. I literally started it over at one point because I'm like, we gotta get that watch time in, yeah. guys. Well, can you
1: like? <laughs> Like, you should just watch it on everyone's account. Like, does that count for more time? I don't know how
0: Netflix works. I don't
1: know. Yeah, like, but I did notice that it was trending at number three, I think.
0: Oh, good. So I was like,
1: that's pretty good. Like, okay.
0: I just, man, the first episode goes so hard. I love the show. It needs a season two. Like, just go watch it.
1: It's so campy, but, like, purposefully. Like, it's not...
0: It's on purpose. Yeah. It's supposed to be like that. Mm-hmm. Personally, I hope the effects in season two are worse. They were okay. <laughs> like, I want a full-out worse <laughs> effects budget. Okay, so I think with that, we are ready to talk about the Obi-Wan Kenobi season series finale. Series finale. Series finale. Personally, okay, no spoilers. Personally, We were talking about how like, man, how is this only gonna be six episodes? Like I want so much more. I am happy that it is only six episodes and they are leaving it. The pacing was perfect. If they try to do more, I feel like it would be too indulgent. Like Maybe
1: they should maybe Disney Plus should stick to this because wasn't Loki also six episodes? I can't remember.
0: Doesn't it feel weird though that Andor altogether is gonna be twenty four? Yeah,
1: I think it'll be good. I yeah. I'm checking for Loki. Pretty sure it's six. Yes, it's six episodes for Loki. Yeah. And now Kenobi, Loki, and WandaVision are probably my favorite Disney Plus shows.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. I I think six episodes, even though, like, it feels so short, like, that is... Really good pacing. Yeah. Runtime.
1: I am missing Loki. I am missing Loki so much.
0: Maybe it's time for a rewatch. I haven't yeah. re- I only watched it once.
1: Yeah, I think they're filming this year.
0: I Maybe, think.
1: and it's releasing next year.
0: Is as, yeah. as,
1: as far as I'm aware. Um. But anyways, let's go back to Kenobi. I just had to profess my love.
0: It's amazing. Like, honestly, Deborah Chow, like. Yeah, she's Canadian up there with Ryan Johnson 100% the Canadian Canadians representation. I hope they give her more projects. Yeah,
1: I think she should get whatever she wants. If that's yeah. a movie,
0: give her a movie. If that's
1: another show, give her a show.
0: If she wants to pretend like trust didn't happen and write her own ending, oh you let her gosh. do it. Gosh. She obviously listened. Do we know if Deborah Chow writes anything? I have no idea. hmm Like, I, I... Between her and the writers on Kenobi, it's very clear to me that, like, they had ways they thought episode nine should have gone. Yeah. And I love it. It's really sad. Yeah, no, I just... Let her direct a movie. Give her another series. Give her a Leia Princess of Alderaan series.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah.
0: Give her the Lost Stars series. Could Lost you imagine? Lost Stars.
1: I personally would like Claudia Gray and Deborah Chow to get together and just use both of their minds and collaborate.
0: Well, this show was so. It was very uncreed. Claudia Gray. It was very Claudia Gray. Yeah, like everything yeah. Claudia wrote about Obi Wan was in the show, and it was
1: it was canon. It kept you know like it kept the gist
0: of Obi-Wan canon. Yeah. I I feel like I know this man so well. Padawan is getting ready to come out um at the end of next month, hopefully that, you know, keeps going with that trend. Cuz I have a feeling that that book's going to like be very highly sought after because of how the show went. So I hope it I hope it does well. Yeah.
1: I'm all for um, Kirsten White writing
0: more. Oh, 100%. Are we ready to give a spoiler warning? Yeah,
1: I, I'm holding myself back. I yeah. think we're ready. Oh my god.
0: Okay, yeah. So massive spoiler warning if you haven't watched it, which you should have by now. Spoilers for the entire series. We the entire series. We are going series. into the finale. So the first thing I wrote down here is that the, this was just so much The Last Jedi yeah, the imagery, mm-hmm. the situations. It was the last Jedi.
1: Yeah, they, you know, Deborah and Ryan have such a good eye for just like how to shoot a Star War. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, like um, there
1: were different things, like you know them being chased by the Star Destroyer. Yeah. That part lifting, lifting rocks. rocks. Um, you know, like that um that fight between Vader and Obi Wan, like. It wasn't in snow, but it reminded me of the Force Awakens fight.
0: The personally. setting was very similar. I even like the way the fight ends.
1: Yeah, even they reminded like, me separated. a lot of like,
0: yeah, yeah, well, like them being separated. Even like Ray closing the door, mm-hmm. like it. It was giving so much, and like, what a missed opportunity to not, not make Ray a Kenobi.
1: I, you know, like, I'm very supportive of Ray Nobody.
0: A hundred percent. Like, but, we all wished that that's how it would gone. But. but this makes an
1: extremely strong case for Ray Kenobi. And there already was one, but even more now...
0: Could you imagine if this came out before The Rise of Skywalker? Yeah.
1: And we would have all clowned so badly. We would like, 100% be clowning.
0: saying Rey is a Kenobi. Like, this show confirmed it. Like, she is a Kenobi. Because the imagery yeah. is there. Obi-Wan parallels Rey so I much. Mean, like,
1: oh, man. Like, that's an interesting viewing order, too, is watching Kenobi after The Last Jedi.
0: Yeah. Like, (laughs) but like, then it leaves you hanging because there's nowhere to go from there. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what do you watch after that? I guess maybe you watch Kenobi before The Last Jedi. Hmm. Or, you know, you
1: weird machete order where you watch The Last Jedi and then Kenobi and then you go to
0: Rogue One. Oh, interesting.
1: Maybe you start
0: with The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, Obi Wan, the prequels. Rogue One, the originals. Ooh. What an order. Yeah. (laughs) Should have happened. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. But I think this show makes so many, like, obviously it's so clear that, like, Rey could have been a Kenobi with those things. But even showing that, like, you know, Leia's love for Ben Kenobi, like, this is the man she named her son after.
1: I have a lot to say about about the connections. Oh, God. Okay. So I was personally, um you were you, you mentioned earlier about, you know, watching a new hope directly after this. And my first thought isn't even like Kenobi. It is Leia and watching her parents die. Yes. Watching Reha and Bale die and also Luke seeing his uncle and aunt die who are both their parents like it these are family units and we get to see them like fully functioning in this series so like my heart will break at the beginning of a new hope you know they both lose their families and it, it's going to hit even more and their families love them so much they both ultimately sacrifice themselves for their children Bale and Breha, you know, join the Rebel Alliance. They are, like, head of Rebel Alliance. They are putting themselves into danger to, to make the world a better place for, you know, for Le- for Leia. And then on the other hand, like, Beru and Owen will do anything to keep Luke safe, even, even when Luke is a, an adult now. So, and then we go all the way to the sequel trilogy, and we see both Han and Leia make that same
0: sacrifice for their son. Okay, but, like, can I say something about that? Yeah. So, in this first of all, um, when you mention, that like, they are the future, like, Obi-Wan literally says that about Leia. Like, she is the future. Mm-hmm. And Bale talks about being worried about her future because of the Empire. And so, like, you know, Leia has to go through a, a lot. And there's a scene where Obi-Wan acknowledges to Owen, like, you're right. Like, I think he should just be allowed to just be a boy. Like, talking about Luke. Like, yeah. instead of worrying about training him, let's just let him be a boy. And I would argue that Ben Solo does not get that. No. Like, I I have a feeling, like, when he started showing powers, they were like, we need to train him. Which, granted, like... He was already being, like, you know, manipulated a bit by Palpatine. So, like, in theory, like, yeah, I think it could have helped. Yeah. But, like, he didn't want that life.
1: I mean, that's really interesting to think about in it in terms of Anakin also. Like, Anakin yeah. wanted to stay with his mom.
0: And he wasn't he given that with choice. His mom? He,
1: he didn't actually get what he wanted And he was forced into his situation, basically. And same with Ben. And then we see Luke, who, you know, got a little bit more freedom and then didn't go to the dark side.
0: Yeah, I I think since they allowed Luke to just be, he was able to, like, make these different types of decisions. Like, obviously, he grew up with attachments, but, like, ultimately, it was his attachments that saved him.
1: Yeah, I think that Luke learned how to make decisions for himself where for anakin and for ben decisions were often made for them
0: yes well that's why we were all rooting for you know ben to return home to his mother because that's something anakin never got the rise of skywalker continues to get worse i know (laughs) it's just every piece of media they put out it gets worse um Well, they even parallel that, like, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but there's a scene that parallels when Anakin returns to Tatooine and brings Shmi's body back. And the choice he made there versus the choice that's made in this show. And it's all just kind of showing, like, the great tragedy of it. Mm -hmm. And personally, like, the cycle is never broken, um, you can argue that it is, like, if you don't go into the the prequels, or in, into the sequels, but then I think you're missing out on Leia's connection and, like, naming her son Ben and, like, all that kind of stuff as well. Rematch of the Century actually happened. I didn't think it was going to happen. Neither did I. <laughs> I thought I, the I rematch was episode three. Yeah, I'm like, they can't fight again. Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. And when I tell you, I was on the edge of my seat, and I'm like, neither of these people can die, die. Yeah. but I was still like, oh my god, what well, if one of them dies? You know, like, Obi-Wan was like, well, one of us is going to die. Mm-hmm. I just, and and they even said, they, like, they paralleled um, their Mustafar fight, because mm-hmm. Obi-Wan says, I will do what I must, but this time Vader says, you will die, instead of you will try. Yeah.
1: I think that ultimately what really died in this fight was you know, any hope to repair the relationship. Yes. <laughs> and, like, I you, agree with that. you even see like
0: Vader burying Obi-Wan. <laughs> Vader's so mad. Yeah. Like, I love how dramatic because it's so Anakin. Yeah. And I I do think, like, I agree. I think what died is obi-wan's hope in anakin mm-hmm. um like i truly believe like he doesn't think that he can like there is hope for well, anakin. i think he
1: truly believes vader in that anakin's dead
0: i agree with that
1: and so when he tells luke that like your father's dead like that he believes it that's not a lie to him
0: yeah well we talked about this last time like vader has to double down like he can't not double down. He's gone too far. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, you're, he's in that position where it's like, well, I've come this far. Like I, if I turn around now, this was all for nothing. Like my life meant absolutely yeah. nothing. So like he has to double down. And there's a scene where Obi Wan slashes Vader's helmet. Um, you yeah. see Anakin's face, and Anakin says, um, "Anakin is gone. I am what remains." And Obi Wan responds, I'm so sorry, Anakin, for oh all my of God, it. I was sobbing. And then Anakin replies, I am not your failure, Obi Wan. You didn't when kill Obi-Wan Anakin. I apologized, I lost it. Like, I, to me though, I kind of feel like this was Anakin trying to say, like, mm-hmm. you cannot own my decision. I have to own my decision. So, like he—he he really like freed him of the guilt. Yes, I think. I he also want to
1: say that the the spot that the sorry the side of the mask that gets slashed is the opposite side of the one Ahsoka slashes.
0: Oh wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, that that's really cool. I like that a lot. I I like what you said about he freed Obi Wan from the guilt. Yeah. Because, like, we still see Vader, like, wanting to hunt Obi-Wan, like, mm-hmm. wanting to go after him. But at the same time, I wonder if he this was him, like, letting him go and being, like, you know, like, this allowed Obi-Wan to then go off and, like, live his life and yeah. make that turn and kind of be himself again.
1: Well, yeah, like... Him being free of the guilt let him, you know, relax and let Luke be a kid. I don't yeah. think if, if Vader hadn't done that for him, I think he still would have been, like, a hovering uncle out in the in
0: Tatooine. I think the guilt alone would have killed him. Yeah. And the fact that Vader doesn't kill... Like, he buries him under those rocks, which... What a angsty, dramatic thing to do. Mm-hmm. But, like, he would know if he was dead. Yeah. It It's really... I feel like there's so many layers to this fight, especially knowing that, like, neither of them can die because, like, this isn't the moment for them. But I I just think, you know, Anakin is still so mad and I do think he's mad at Obi-Wan, but he also can't be like, you did this to me, this is your fault, because he has to own his own choice, so that's why it's like, you know, I did this, this is me, like, I, I can't let somebody be responsible for me.
1: You know, they really, um, got Obi-Wan to, you know, the emotional state that I think Alec Guinness' Obi-Wan is in. I would agree with that. And, like, that was not an easy feat, you know? No. I, I'm I'm surprised how seamlessly they did it to get him, you know, to the Obi-Wan that tells Luke to kill Vader. Yeah. Because if you'd asked me, like, I, I, I mean, even last week, I was like, how are they, how do you explain that?
0: Well, How's- like, it, people were coming up with theories, like why he says it, and that was something Mm -hmm. that always didn't sit right with me. Yeah,
1: like, he's pushing Luke because he knows that Luke won't kill him, and it'll bring the redemption on, you know? Like, that's one of the explanations I've seen.
0: Yeah, and I kind of think it even goes back to the fact, because Obi-Wan talks to Leia, which we'll get to about the parts of her that are Padme and the parts of her that are Anakin, and... To me, now, this solidifies that Padme is the one who never gave up on him, and it mm-hmm. is Padme, like what Padme gives to Luke that allows him to see the hope in him.
1: <gasps> right? So good. <laughs> I, I really think that this series is allowing Obi-Wan to mourn Anakin. He's able to remember Anakin as a separate person.
0: Yes, I. I because he tells Luke that Vader killed his father. Yeah, and I he truly does believe that. So like he sees it as a separate entity, and that's why it's so interesting. Because Hayden says, "Yeah, Vader and Anakin are the same person."
1: I mean, that's very important for how he gets redeemed in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I think that's really in character for you know. Vader-Anakin, but then also for Kenobi to separate the two because it's the only way he can live with everything.
0: Yeah, like, there's no way he would have been able to keep living if he abandoned him again on some random planet to die. Yeah. You know, like, he was finally resolved of the guilt. And he says, um, my friend is truly dead. Which I think is what Ahsoka says. Like, my master, or like, somebody... Mm-hmm. Somebody was talking about how. Maybe the, we need to re watch
1: Twilight of the Apprentice. I
0: mean, <laughs> I the fact that Hayden Christensen has watched Twilight of the Apprentice. Yeah. Sensational. Mm-hmm. So, other than the fight, um, that was like A plot, B plot. Uh, Reva, the woman literally too angry to die, <laughs> going after Luke.
1: Yeah, she's fine.
0: She's fine.
1: I guess she and, but is she fine emotionally No, no. not emotionally but her <laughs> body like I don't know if she went into Bakja because like she's on the run like after she got shot she was essentially on the run because she couldn't go back to the empire. So I I do have to wonder how she who picked her up off the ground. I think she
0: did. I don't think anybody helped her. Really?
1: You yeah. think she found herself Bakja? Like how or she found like maybe she went to the same place that Fennec Chan went? Like,
0: well, I, I have a feeling because she's obviously not doing well. Like, she's giving me vibes of like she did a quick fix. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. she's not fine. Like,
1: um, the... she's not bleeding out anymore, but it is not like livable like that. No,
0: like, I think she would have probably bled out, but I have a feeling that Obi-Wan then patched her up. Okay. The, like, the, the thing that I'm thinking of is that book I read where this girl gets mauled by a panther. And she's like, I can't deal with this. And she tapes her arm up with duct tape. Yeah. And then she's like infected and like bleeding out later. But like, (sighs) she was fine. She stopped bleeding for the time. Well, the other thing is, we have
1: seen people like Ray be able to force you. Well, Life Force.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know know about that. (laughs) But um, I could see like she grabbed like a little a patch or something. A band-aid. A, a band-aid. She put a little band-aid on no it. Four it no force healing in Arkhanobi. Yeah. I I think she probably would have died. And I think she was probably okay with this being a suicide mission. Um, And mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, because I've been thinking about this. Why did she go after Luke?
1: I was thinking that
0: the entire time. Because what was she
1: trying to prove and to who? Because... I think she was beyond being redeemed by the inquisitors,
0: yes, so i I don't know the basically where I've gotten with this and it it really only like makes sense to me if she knows that Luke is Anakin's child because Which, of f-
1: I don't know how. How would she
0: know? Well, we I mean, we talked about it, how she might have figured it out.
1: That that Padme and Anakin aren't very...
0: Right. Yeah. Um, Because what gets me is, like, she's hunting him, she wants him, she knows he's important, and she's there to kill him. It's not like Leia, where she was trying to, like, lure somebody out. Like, she wants to kill him, Mm -hmm. and she has those flashbacks of her becoming vader like her becoming anakin in that moment when he was killing younglings and she said like she basically said that she like failed her mission because like her mission was to kill anakin oh wait i like your theory and
1: i'd like to build onto it maybe she thinks that the only way that she is going to get her revenge on anakin by killing him is to become more like him that to get herself to that point of power, she needs to also do what he did. Oh, man. <laughs> so she also needs to kill younglings. She needs to get, like, she feels like she is not powerful enough yet, but if she were to do similar things to him, maybe she will get there.
0: Oh, man, that hurts. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> man, yeah, because, like, that's her whole thing. Like, she she can't do it, which, understandable, um, and she brings Luke back. Like, Luke's just unconscious. I got... Mm-hmm. It was giving me... Like, everybody immediately went to, like, Anakin bringing Shmi back. I went to Deathly Hallows where Hagrid carries <laughs> Harry's <laughs> lifeless body back to the castle. Oh, that's funny. I thought of Shmi, but that's really funny. Yeah, I mean... um, And she literally... She's like, I I couldn't do it. And she even asks him, like, am I him? Like, did... Have I become him? And she wanted justice for those younglings, and she feels like she couldn't do it.
1: She was flip-flopping so much between becoming him to be able to defeat him, but then also becoming him is not what she actually wanted.
0: Yeah, and that's basically what Obi-Wan tells her. He's like, you've given them peace by choosing to not be like him. Yeah,
1: that moment was so good.
0: Like, oh, oh man, and Moses Ingram did so good. I can't believe she's not dead. <laughs> I, I'm so glad she's not. I'm like, so happy. I'm so happy. I would have, This that would have like tainted the series. No, it I been, know, I was worried. Just, yeah. I mean, after last week, I wasn't as worried, but still,
1: there's still a very high chance she would have died because... Star Wars has a record.
0: Well, and, like, I was even expecting, like, redemption through death or, like, some crazy something. So, like, I'm so happy. You no, know, this woman gets to continue her
1: story and yes. we potentially get to watch her through I, redemption. I hope we get to
0: see her do it. And that's it.
1: really special because I think one of the only other characters we've really seen that through is, like, Ventress. Yes. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else, but... Ventress is the first person that comes to mind when I think about how we get to see that redemption go over a long time. And it's not like a turn of the switch. Like it is a long process.
0: Yeah. And I'm very
1: excited about, you know, that maybe happening.
0: I think she's I I think we're gonna see it. And I do think there's potential for her to be in Jedi Survivor. Yeah. Because it's the same timeline.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, mm-hmm. it, it's happening at the same time. So, like, I, I do think there's potential. There's also that rumor about Cam Modigan being in live action as Cal Pestis.
1: Yeah. I, think, I think that he will be in live action. I don't think he's getting his own show because he has his video in it. But I do think that he's going to be in other shows. And if that means that Reva is getting a show and he's in that
0: show, that That's is so cool. That's what I was cool. going to say. That is so cool. Yes. I, I'm like, if it's a Reva show, but he's in it. Because, like, obviously, we've been made aware of yeah. an underground railroad for Jedi. Mm-hmm. So, like, I could see where that it, where it could be going. And naturally, not everybody wants and, to see it. And also, like, what other reason is Calcas alone now?
1: It's so that they can... I think it's so that they can introduce him into live action and not have to introduce all the other characters, which is a shame. I want Marin. I know, I know, it's a shame, but I think for logistic reasons that I get it could be part of the reason.
0: I get it. Yeah, I I'm still hoping for that to be like part of the gameplay, like finding yeah. Marin. Yeah, finding them. I think
1: that that's very possible, but for that little period of like maybe introducing him into Riva's storyline, I think it makes sense that
0: for him to be traveling. Yeah. And, yeah. I I agree. I I definitely agree with that. And I I would love to see her make that transition or him make that transition. Like Riva's story is so beautiful. I love that we get to see her rage on full display and see her completely break down Mm -hmm. and i i just think it's such a wonderful story she's around cal's age she is she would have been a little bit younger yeah because she he was an apprentice two three years maybe yeah somewhere along those lines Kind of weird to think about.
1: I love this timeline.
0: I know this is such a good timeline. The timeline <laughs> is so good. <laughs> ah, this is such a great time to be a Star Wars fan. No, okay, so I, yeah, I, I think Moses Ingram, like, I want to see her play Reva again. Oh, she I, will. I she hope will. so. Yes, because she was so, so good. I love how everybody turned out and defended her. Yeah,
1: what a waste if if we never saw her again.
0: <sighs> That'd be such a missed opportunity. So, we also finally got Aunt Baru, which you mentioned a little bit. I love... I I love the parents aspect of this episode. I do, too.
1: I... Bail... Like, I mean, who does not love Bail? Bail's always good. But Baru finally getting to see Baru in her element, protecting what is her nephew, but, like, her son, basically. Her Mm. one son. Um, It was really beautiful, because we don't really get to see her that much. We just know that she wanted to... Make cheese. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. Something, yeah. Well, and I love that she didn't want to run. She's like, no, this is our home. We're yeah. gonna protect it. We're not going anywhere. Like, I, I like that it was her yeah. who made that decision. Um, and I... She just, she did a really good job. I wasn't getting as many, like, mom vibes with her and Luke, but granted, like, Luke doesn't really do anything doesn't like talk much <laughs> listen I'm like so happy like no sh- no shame to this little boy but I'm so happy he did nothing other than just be a little boy <laughs> yeah um but I mean no he did he did great but like this was Leia's this is Leia's show um but yeah I'm very happy we got to see Aunt Baru and we got to go back in with Uncle Owen who's just like exasperated farmer dad yeah, he's vibes. great too. Yeah. And then of course, we do get to return to Alderaan. Breha. I love Leia's like her scene where she's like putting on the holster and the, the gloves. holster, yeah. <sighs> and her mom looks at her and is like, "Is that a holster?" and
1: she she says, "Yeah," and, and her and Breha loves it.
0: And yeah. I'm like, Breha, I love you so much and her well, fashion. She, oh god, her pantsuit? Yeah. Oh, no, her jumpsuit. It's a jumpsuit. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. No, like, Leia feels like she's coming into her own. Because before, you know, she was being dressed. She didn't have any say in it. This yeah. time she's dressing herself with these items from her journey. Oh my god. And she even tells Bale, she's like, if I'm gonna do this, I wanna make some changes. And Bale's like, let's change the world. <sighs>
1: Like, you forget sometimes about, like, how wonderful of a character Leia is. Yeah. I don't know how you forget. You you can't forget that. But, like, she just, you know, Tross was supposed to be her movie and and ultimately Carrie passed. And things got really um, shook around. Yeah. So it was really nice to see something that is so just Leia.
0: It feels so true to the character and also Carrie Fisher like at the same time.
1: It's really nice.
0: I constantly think about the fact that Carrie would have loved this little girl. Yeah.
1: And you know, Leia really didn't get her movie. No. Like she didn't get her story. Um, Well, her, I I would say that a a lot of Leia's story is told through books through Bloodline and
0: uh, Princess of Alderaan. I, I almost feel like it's now paralleling, like, you know, I think you mentioned it before, like, she kind of can't, she she has to be, like, that emotionally stable person, like, for Luke. Like, she can't break down over Obi-Wan dying yeah. or her planet blowing up because she it's has to in, keep moving. It
1: That, too, is very in character for her.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just, it's really good, and I would love to see Vivian continue to get to be leia yeah i i would love that i don't know exactly how they would do that but like i think it would be such a good idea to do some kind of alderaan something with mm-hmm. vivian because she just well, did an amazing job she's 10 right so
1: yeah if they she just wanted turned 10. to if they wanted to bring like princess of alderaan to the screen like in five years they could
0: they could absolutely and use that sa- and use her. And I was thinking about this. Vivian is in every single episode and she has a ton of lines. Mm-hmm. Like she was a main character and she did yeah. so good. Just absolutely blown away by her. But of course, we end here because this is where Obi-Wan comes and says goodbye to Leia. This
1: is my dad so my dad told me that it was the best episode, but he had one criticism. And it was that Leia did not
0: hug Obi-Wan. Oh, she didn't, did she? She runs over to Lola. She does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I get it. Um, <laughs> I just love that... I totally forgot to even mention this. So, like, at the beginning of the episode, she's, like, showing Lola to people to, like, help calm them down. And Obi-Wan's like, oh, maybe I need her, so I won't be as afraid. So when he leaves to go confront Vader, she left him Lola... So, like, he's coming to return her, but this is where, like, I, I think everybody was, like, screaming, crying, throwing up, because he acknowledges, you know, like, I told you I didn't know your parents, um, and, like, that wasn't true. And he says, Princess Leia Organa, you are wise, discerning, kind-hearted. These are qualities that came from your mother, but you are also passionate and fearless, forthright. These are gifts from your father. Right.
1: I was loud
0: crying. I literally gave myself chills just reading that aloud. I was loud crying. Because, th- like,
1: this is this is what we came for. This is what we came for.
0: The way we talk about this so much, like, who, how they are like Anakin, how they are like Padme.
1: I was surprised so, so... She she constantly is getting compared to her mother in this series. Yes. And we have both said, like, Leia's like her father. Yeah. And I I was not expecting him to compare her to her father. And I lost it.
0: Especially. That acknowledgement. <laughs> especially after he's like, my friend is truly dead. And I think when he was in the rubble, that's when he was like, Thinking about Luke and Leia and how they're the future and like his friend that he knew lives on in Leia and Luke, like the friend that he lost, he saw that in Leia, in her passion, in her fearlessness. Like I know, cry again. (laughs) It just I wasn't I I wasn't expecting it, and it was so good, because I would argue, you know, like, the wise, discerning, kind-hearted, like, that's the stuff like she is expected to be, and, like, she is that, but it it's her passion, her fearlessness, and her forthright that make her who she is, and she got that from Anakin.
1: I would love to hear Obi-Wan, you know, if he had a relationship with Luke, what would he tell him that his traits are that Are from his
0: parents. I mean, he's Padme because he saves Vader, so I would love to hear that. So, the very end of the episode, we're back on Tatooine, um, Obi-Wan gets his fifth outfit in six episodes. Somebody pointed out that he wears this, like, in the comics, so that was interesting. I have never read an Obi-Wan comic, so I have no idea, but I like it. It was, like, a, a sleeveless cloak, (laughs) <laughs> very very fashion very chic love he, that he for is him
1: fashionable.
0: yeah um i love the moment so like he packs up his cave cuz he's like grown beyond it which also like let's just oh he's he is out of the cave he is yeah. into the light now he's out of the dark um but he goes and he talks to owen and all of that and when owen is like do you want to meet him like, and he says hello there. He said hello there. I had never thought about the fact that Obi-Wan had never met Luke. Yeah, he just, like, shadows. He just in watched the him. Like, creepy old man. Like, and so this moment where, like, he literally just, like, had, like, the death of his best friend all over yeah. again. And it gets to be introduced to his son.
1: Yeah.
0: It's just...
1: But even, even when we get to A New Hope... Luke just
0: knows Obi-Wan is, like, that hermit. That lives up in the hills. Like, yeah. I don't think they ever get, like, that much of a relationship.
1: He just knows um, who he
0: is. Yeah. Which I'm fine with because Obi-Wan said, you know, like, he needs to just be a boy. Like, I... obi is a girl dad. Obi-Wan is a girl dad. I love that for him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for him. Meanwhile, he's, like, flying back and forth to Alderaan to spoil leia and luke's out here on the farm (laughs) do you think that they ever call each other i so this is part of the reason why i was like i want to watch a new hope because i don't think leia ever sees him again i i have a feeling like she she never gets to see him again like she sends that message because she knows that he helped her before i i would love to think that maybe there were like hollow messages or something like that but i truly think that like they never see each other in person again
1: but like that's how much of an impact he makes on her is that when she's in dire need of help she
0: knows that he would it's help him. her
1: yeah
0: like <laughs> and that once again is what gets him off of tatooine
1: what do you think happens to
0: Lola? I think she ki- she keeps her. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm imagining she's around. I love that she like, puts Lola in the holster. I
1: wonder what she's doing during Princess
0: of all. I know. I wonder what she's doing.
1: I, the, only, the only other situation I can think of that makes me happy is that she actually gives Lola to someone in need. I don't know.
0: I could see that because she was kind of doing that on the ship. Yeah. So I could see her being, like, you know, passing her on. That seemed like a very Leia thing to do. So the final thing in this episode is as Obi-Wan is riding off into the twin sunset, he finally (laughs) connects with Qui-Gon. So, like, how do you feel about this? What do you mean, how do I feel? Because I don't like it. you don't like Qui-Gon. Yeah, but, like, it felt it was the proper way to round out his arc because he's been calling to Qui-Gon this entire time. So now that he has been able to move past his guilt for Anakin, it makes sense that now he would finally connect with yeah. him. So, like, I'm glad that he did. And listen, will I ever be a Qui-Gon stan? No. However, reading Brotherhood, like, I have an understanding. Okay. But – it Liam you Neeson, know, though – I think so, yeah. Because Everybody my dad was... says
1: that Liam Neeson wasn't in the credits. Oh, really? Oh, So was a CG.
0: Oh, God. was it CG.
1: Well, it's like, you know, Vader's
0: voice was computer. I know, it was AI. But that was really Ian McDermott, though, wasn't it?
1: I I mean, Ian will do anything.
0: Oh, I know. They probably
1: didn't have a hard time convincing him to do anything, so. He looked yeah. really good. We forgot to mention that.
0: Emperor really crusty.
1: Yeah, well, and Palpatine was in this, and he looked, you know, he looked gr- like he looked very crusty, but in a good way. Like he looked yeah. how he's supposed to look.
0: He did. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's supposed to look crusty. <laughs> no, yeah, he tells Vader like, mm, "Are you are you weak now?" And Vader's like, "No." So yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, if it wasn't Liam Neeson, then it's very convincing. Every tweet I've seen has been like, "Oh my god, it's Liam Neeson." So
1: I like I, I have I'm no on, idea. Honestly, I think that symbolically him finally communicating with him with Qui-Gon made sense for the show. But yes. I don't really care that much.
0: I No, but that's but we're not Obi- we're not Qui-Gon's yeah. Fans. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't need to see any more with Obi Wan and Qui Gon. Like I don't mm-hmm. need to see that. I feel like Obi Wan's arc came to a beautiful like conclusion. Like well, I couldn't even imagine them trying to do a season two. Like, yeah, do
1: you think that the next time that Obi-Wan really has to come out and do anything is when Maul is on
0: Tatooine? Yeah. I I think so. I yeah. I think he's just kind of been living his life, you know, commuting with Qui-Gon, letting Luke be, and then he has to deal with Darth Maul, Darth Maul, which, like, that's another facet of his past coming back up. I would love to see that from obi-wan's perspective yeah because it, it's very you know like maul ezra centered which is good but like just any kind of parallels especially or with like a being, short story yeah like he had so many dealings with maul like I, I think that'd be interesting and then after that it's not till leia you know needs him again yeah it's just oh man this show was so good
1: yeah time to rewatch
0: yeah, I I literally would not change a single thing.
1: Little Leia is the best thing that ever happened to Star Wars. Yeah,
0: <laughs> this whole show was just like like the feeling I have not felt since the last Jedi. Like I, I just, it's amazing. It makes me really excited for Andor. Like mm-hmm. I, if Andor is doing anything, yeah. You know, like story wise, not like oh my god, cameos and fights and whatever, but like story wise, <laughs> like this, it's gonna be phenomenal.
1: Well, I think if it's anything like Rogue One, Rogue One manages to, to balance cameos very well. Yes, yeah, I, I would think agree with that. Rogue One does it perfectly. If it's anything like that, I mean, I think it's the same writers involved, like, that'll be great.
0: I do have one fear. And it's kind of, like, how people were a little nervous about Ahsoka possibly being in this show. Yeah. And, like, obviously I'm she wasn't. I'm so glad she's not. I'm so glad she wasn't. <laughs> like, she didn't need to be. That would have been weird. Um, I do kind of worry okay. because of, like, where we're at with the rebellion. We could see Hera. And, like, normally I'd be really excited for that. But I know it's set up for Ahsoka.
1: Yeah, Hera was in the trailer for Ahsoka.
0: Yes, which so, I'm already. <laughs> yeah, because normally I'd be like, yeah. "Oh my god, it's Hera," but since it'd be Ahsoka setup, like I I'm kind of against or like adverse to. Yeah, Lucasfilm um, setting up shows in other shows. They do like to do that. They do, so I'm I'm a little nervous because like, is is Ahsoka fulcrum at this point? How
1: many years before Rogue One is a show?
0: I don't know.
1: Because she's fulcrum in season two of Rebels?
0: Yeah. Well, we're going all the way up to the handoff into Rogue One.
1: So yes, she will be fulcrum yes. at some point in
0: the series then. So one fear. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah so like no if you had told me this like two years ago i'd probably be like oh my god but now i'm like "Mm -hmm." yeah yeah hopefully the show's good um i mean if nothing else diego luna is gonna be serving yeah and like you know
1: ahsoka's not gonna be in every episode if she is in an episode yeah so uh we're gonna get a lot of good moth moth. Mon Mothma, oh, yes, that's gonna be really cool. She looks amazing. Really, I really think they're gonna flesh her out as a character even more. We we get a lot of Mon Mothma in books, mm-hmm. so we are starting to get her get to know her. But I'm so excited for them to really deep dive into this character, deep dive into Cassian. Like,
0: do you remember how um, Thane gets drunk? In cries to Mon Mothma. Yes, yeah, yes,
1: I totally remember that. <laughs> and is that close? Oh my
0: god, that's on Hoth. Seen. No, it's on oh. Hoth. Yeah, okay. Because they mind. don't. Never mind. Never yeah, mind. he doesn't join the rebellion until after child star. Yeah, he was a child. He was a child. <laughs> they are and <laughs> Jellu can just hanging out.
1: <laughs> um, but I would love to see them in live action.
0: I would do. I. I think that is such an amazing story, and it's such great potential to like pull in so many new fans because it's mm-hmm. like you know what's happening in the foreground. Here's what's happening in the background. Like, I think it works. Really I just well. like
1: Lucasfilm. Do you not realize that enemies to lovers sells? It sells. so much. <laughs>
0: it sells. They need to like
1: Lucasfilm. Can you just write something that is straight enemies to lovers? Like that is your tagline. Like
0: that is what you are going for. Just do it. No, because then the men would be upset. (laughs) Yeah. All right, well, is there anything else about Kenobi? No. Man, what a perfect series. Mm -hmm. Just... Chef's kiss, absolutely perfect. So we won't be getting any more Star Wars TV until Andor, which is at the end of the summer.
1: It's been so
0: long. I know we do have Where's some books Bad Batch, though. Actually, when does that come? September. Oh, but then also Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, Andor starts first.
1: I'm I'm like most excited for Tales of the Jedi.
0: Yeah, that show's gonna be so good <laughs> that it's exactly. What we need, um, so a little bit of a lull with the Star Wars stuff. However, Miss Marvel is coming out, so we might pivot a little bit and do some mascara and Marvel. We just went on a tirade about how maybe we should be original girlies. So who knows? I think that rewatching the original trilogy is a great idea. I would love to do it. We should do it, especially leading into Andor. Like, I yeah. think that's a great idea. I'm here for it. Lipstick and lightsabers summer original girly series. (laughs) (laughs) Original girl summer. Original girl summer. Oh my gosh. OG girl summer. Um, But yeah, so if you want to keep the conversation going, um, you can find us pretty much always on Twitter at lip underscore lightsabers. I am at McCarter Shannon and Alex is at Alex Leonis. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.